Hey there and welcome to Soul Church. Our prayer is that this message encourages you wherever you may be in life. You know, we've been hearing so many stories about what God is doing in people's lives and we'd love to hear yours. So take a second and send your story to stories at soulchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us today and we hope that you enjoy the message. God bless. I'm going to turn to God's Word. Who's ready for the Word? We're kicking off a brand new series on foundations. Foundations. You can't build a great building on a weak foundation. If you want to build a great life this year, we're going to look at foundations. And our verse for this series, Matthew 7, 24, it says, Therefore, whoever hears these words of mine and does them, I will liken him to a man who built his house on a rock. We want to set you up for a great 2022. Build great foundations. In a few days' time, we're going to start building the foundations of our new church. How exciting is that going to be? So we're focusing on building strong foundations. So let me pray over you. Father, these are your people. This is your church. They're tuned in from all over the world and in this building, and we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would take this word, your word, and by your Holy Spirit would you breathe upon our hearts and bring it to life. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said with a little bit of passion. Amen. Amen. Sunday, 21st of November in 2021, I had my birthday. How old do you think I am? Put it in the chat online. 20s, I'm liking that. I'm going to sit, definitely going to sit with you. I'm actually 52. No, no, I'd stop it. I'm actually 52. And my mentor in Australia, Dr. Van Shaw, he taught me many years ago, whatever age you are, for one year, read that psalm throughout the year. So this year, my psalm is Psalm 52. So I started meditating on it. So that was the 21st of November. On the 22nd of November, Pastor John came over to my house to give me a gift. A little bit late, but that's okay. He's a great gift giver, and he's actually really generous. So let me show you the gift that he gave me. It's not the chair. He gave me, not Sam Mooney. Thankfully, <laughs> would have been a great gift. He's the gift that keeps on giving. He gave me this. Now, when he handed it to me, I could see he was, he was wondering whether I'd like it. Normally, he would give me golf balls or socks or whatever. But this year, he gave me an olive tree. And immediately, I mean, what are the chances of me reading the day before this verse that I'm about to read to you from Psalm 52. Let's stand. This is the verse from Psalm 52 that jumped out to me on that Sunday. It says, but I am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. On the Sunday, it's my birthday, I read that psalm. On the Monday, I get an olive tree. Just take your seats. I am like an olive tree, 
flourishing in the house of God. In 2022, we've got a choice. We can either live fearing or we can live flourishing. So that's the title of my message, Fearing or Flourishing. For the theologians among you online, dealing with your doek. And you'll see what I mean in just a moment. So quickly, let's unpack this psalm, Psalm 52. I'm going to give you six foundations that you can build your life on. If you are new to church, the Bible is a book of many books, and one of them is the book of Psalms, and it was written about 700 years before Jesus. But it actually points forward to Jesus. And it starts with this. If you've got your Bibles or you're watching, kind of like karaoke church, it'll be on the screen. It says this, for the director of music, a masculine, which is a musical term, when Doeg the Edomite had gone to Saul and told him, David has gone to the house of Abimelech. Now, when you first read that, you think, what on earth is that all about? Sometimes when you study the Bible, you've got to become like a detective and follow the story. So I'm going to take you on a journey through this story. You ready for it? Yeah. All right. So God speaks to a prophet called Samuel. And at the time, the king was called King Saul. And God said to Samuel, I've rejected King Saul, and I'm going to choose another to be a king. His name was David online. And David was the, the one who slayed Goliath. And he started to work in Saul's house, but Saul became twisted and bitter and started to feel insecure and threatened by David. He chucked a spear at his head one day, which isn't very nice. And so David ran away from Saul's house and multiple times Saul came after him to try and kill him. David ended up living in the desert in caves on the run from Saul and his men. One day David went to a little place called Nob, N-O-B. And in there, there was a temple and a priest. And the name of the priest was Abimelech, Ahimelech, sorry. And Ahimelech fed David because he saw that he was a good man. And he, said he fed him with food from the temple. Now, it happened that at the time, one of Saul's herdsmen was called Doeg. Everyone give me a boo or a hiss online as well. And Doeg was one of Saul's herdsman and he saw Ahimelech feeding David. And Ahimelech goes, Doeg goes back to Saul and says, you'll never guess what I've just seen. I've seen Ahimelech, the priest, hiding David. So what does Saul do? He calls for Ahimelech. Ahimelech comes to, to King Saul and he says, what are you doing providing food and shelter for David? And he was a wise and godly priest, Ahimelech, and he says, look, David's a good man. He's loyal to you. He's faithful to you. Reconcile with him. But Saul was racked with insecurity and inferiority, and he refused to reconcile with David. So he turns to his men, and something almost unheard of happens. He says, I want you to kill Ahimelech. And Saul's men could see that he was a wise and godly priest, and they refused. You can read it. 1 Samuel 22. And so then here's what Saul does. His own men will not kill Ahimelech. So he turns to Doeg. Give me another boo. Look at this story. It says, the king ordered Doeg, you turn and strike down the priests. What does Doeg do? So 
Doeg the Edomite turned and struck him down. That day he killed 85 men who wore the linen ephod. That's priests. He put to the sword Nob, the town of the priests, with its men, its women, its children, and its babies, its cattle, its donkey, and its sheep. And David hears the news of a massacre, a genocide, and he writes Psalm 52. Here's what's interesting about the name Doeg. It means to fill with fear. To fill with fear. I wonder whether you encountered Doeg, you guys listening online. Maybe in 2021 you encountered him in your workplace, in your family or on social media. He looked you in the eye. He sits at the end of your bed at night. He whispers as you lay your head on your pillow. In 2021, so many of us battled the dark, destructive power of Doeg. He looks for any opportunity to fill you with fear and anxiety. Fear for your future, fear for your family, fear for your finance, fear for your business, fear for your health. Doeg loves to consume your thinking. What consumes your mind controls your life. You can either take Doeg captive or Doeg will take you captive. You say, Steve, how do I step into 2022? My future, my destiny, all that God has for me. How do I deal with Doeg? Come on, who needs some help with dealing with their Doegs? This is why I love the Word of God. It helps us deal with our Doegs. Spurgeon, the great preacher, said we need to defend the Bible about as much as we need to defend a lion. You've got to simply let it loose. I'm not here to defend the Bible this morning. I want to let it loose. I want to see the lion walking through this place and roaring and speaking to us. Let's uncage the lion. Let's look at Psalm 52. It starts like this, verse 1. Why do you boast of evil, you mighty hero? How good is David? Why do you boast all day long? You who are a disgrace in the eyes of God. He's speaking to Doeg. You who practice distreet, deceit. Your tongue plots destruction. It's like a sharpened razor. You love evil rather than good, falsehood rather than speaking the truth. You love every harmful word, you deceitful tongue. I love David's faith, his tenacity. He recognized that Doeg's greatest strategy is his words. Words of defeat, deceit, and destruction. David refuses to be intimidated by Doeg's words or Goliath's words. The only words he's attentive to is the words that come from God. Then look what David says. Verse 5. This is huge. Are you ready for this online? He says, surely God will bring you down. 
to everlasting ruin. Some of you need to hear this. Surely God will. Let me say it again with a smile on my face. Surely God will. This is a verse that is filled with promise. Some of you need to hear that God's going to do it. God's going to be the one that's going to defeat Doeg on your behalf. Surely God will. Don't try and defeat Doeg in your limited strength. Trust God to defeat Doeg in his unlimited strength. You know, sometimes it takes more faith not to fight your own battles. When someone pastes something about you on Facebook, sometimes it takes more guts to stay quiet. Everything in you wants to fight back. But 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4 says, The weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. How do you deal with your doeg? You allow God to deal with him. Why? Because number one, we're building on a foundation of faith. We trust him. We've given our lives to him. It's a foundation of faith. We don't have time to go through every verse in Psalm 52, so we're going to jump down to verse 8. Remember, Doeg has just murdered 85 priests. On top of that, women and children. And then the news reaches David. And here's what we'd expect him to write in verse 8. But I am like a weeping willow, depressed, Guilty. Saul's triggering me. It's what you'd expect verse 8 to read. But David refuses to, to allow Doeg to define him and determine his destiny. Whoever you allow to define you will, my friend, determine your destiny. So he doesn't say any of that. Here's what he says. Are you ready for this? But I am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. We're building number two, our foundation in the house of God. Why? Because the the two greatest foundations you can have in your life are the Word of God in the house of God. Let me say that again. The best foundations you can have in your life is the Word of God and the house of God. If you want something to flourish in your life, you plant it in the house of God. Psalm 92. I didn't write this. This is God's word to you. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. Come on, all you oldies, give me a wave. You guys watching online, you can still be flourishing. In fact, it says they shall be fresh and flourishing. Rach gets a bit fresh sometimes, and that's all good. They shall be fresh and flourishing. You know, COVID has had a huge impact in the last two years. One of the biggest impacts is it, it stopped people coming to church. Sometimes for weeks, for some people it's been months, for some it's been years. And as a church, we've done our best to reach out and thank God for our online services. We appreciate everyone who joins us online. 
But it's been interesting watching people come back after weeks or months. You see them walking in, dogs being in their ear, full of fear. But every single time without fail, when you talk to them in that foyer, they say, man, I've missed it. They look lighter. They look happier. And they're like, oh, I didn't realize how much I missed the house of God. Did you see in the wonder, people walked in with the weight of the world. When they walked out, they were smiling. They were full of life. Why? Because the house of God is a place where you flourish. It lifts you. It injects life into you. If you want to flourish, plant yourself in the house of God. Psalm 84 verse 10. Some of these are oldies, but they're goldies. Are you ready for this? Better is one day in your courts than a thousand anywhere else. It's a thousand times better than lying in on a Sunday. It's a thousand times better than having a coffee and reading the Sunday Times. It's a thousand times better than taking your kids to a football match. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand anywhere else. Parents, it's a thousand times better to get your kids into Friday night, plant them in the house of God. It's a thousand times better than Netflix, a thousand times better than TikTok. Get them in the... You say they don't want to come. They don't want to eat vegetables. They don't want to get up for school. But you do that. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand. Make a decision in 2022 to be in church. Every week, if you want a great foundation in your life, read the Word of God daily and be in the house of God weekly. I'm telling you, you try it for one year. Read the Word of God daily and be in the house of God weekly. It will change your life. Number three, real quick, I'm getting excited. We're building on a foundation of value. The great battleground of the 21st century is identity. Gender identity, racial identity, sexual identity. Perhaps the most concerning of all, a lack of identity. You know, it's so easy for your identity to be knocked, isn't it? I'm getting on, I'm 52. Hairline's receding, stomach's bulging. And my teeth, I've got two veneers in my teeth and they discolored. My two front teeth are fine, but the ones next to them, they sink right back. And so I had to get them replaced. And it just so happened to be at the Wonder one in front of thousands of people doing the offering. And uh, one of them dropped out, so I was quite self-conscious because I looked a bit like Bugs Bunny in my mind. You know how you, you see yourself a lot different. And I'm up here giving the, giving the offering, and my other veneer dropped out, and I swallowed it while I was over here. But it's all right, I didn't recover it. All right, it just went, all right. But it was amazing how a little tiny piece of veneer can knock a 52-year-old's confidence. It doesn't take much, does it, to knock it? Some of you, you've never had a sense of identity because Doeg sits on your shoulder and he whispers in your ear. He's told you for years, you're not good enough. You guys online, you'll never amount to anything. You'll never make it. And if ever there's a time when we need a sense of identity, it's now. How does David deal with Doeg's attacks? Verse 8, he says, but I am like an olive tree. Now, some of you are thinking, well, I hate olives. That's okay. To really understand the big deal with the olive tree, you've got to 
understand how it was seen in the ancient world and still in many parts of our world. You understand its significance and its symbolism. So you guys online, listen to this. Aristotle philosophized about olive trees. Egyptian pharaohs were sealed in pyramids in rooms adorned with carved olive trees. In ancient Greece, listen to this, there were times when only virgins and young men who'd taken a vow of chastity were allowed to pick and harvest olives. Hercules' staff was made of olive wood. Romans built crosses made of olive wood. Rome had a separate stock market just in olive oil. Conquering gladiators and winning athletes were adorned with crowns made of olive leaves. Triumphant Roman generals marched back to the city with huge armies and white horses and chariots studded with diamonds and with crowns made of olive leaves. Kings and emperors throughout history and still today on our country, they sit on magnificent thrones and are anointed for authority with olive oil to anoint them. Therefore, when David says, I am like an olive tree. He is saying to David, you can lay siege to me, oppress me, try and burn me and destroy me, but I'm not going to bow to you. I'm not going to cower to you. I'm not going to allow you to limit me. Why? Because I'm building on a different foundation of longevity and victory and prosperity and authority and vitality. I am like an olive tree. That's what the ancient world thought of the olive tree. But what about the Bible? What does the Bible say? Number four, we're building on a foundation of hope. What's the first reference to an olive tree in the Bible? Does anybody know? It's mentioned 140 times. Olive oil. And olive trees are mentioned a hundred times in the Bible. Does anyone know the first reference? Maybe you guys online put it in the chat. It's found in Genesis 8. There's been a global disaster, a flood. The Bible says that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. God loves humanity and wanted the best. And so for 150 days, the rains came down and the waters came up from the earth and flooded the earth, 150 days. Then the Bible says, the waters started to recede. Some of you need to hear that. Some of you in 2021, you faced a flood. You thought you were gonna lose everything. You thought you were going to drown, and I've got a message of hope. The waters are starting to recede. In our country, thank God, the waters are starting to recede. Noah takes a dove. 
and sends it out. For seven days, it looks for a place to land, finds nowhere, it comes back. And then Noah takes a different dove. In verse 11, it says, when the dove returned to him in the evening, there in its beak was a freshly plucked olive leaf, resilient, strong, surviving the flood. Whatever was thrown against it, it could find a way through. Knew and knew that the water had receded. An olive leaf. It speaks of hope. I want to speak over someone in the room, someone online. The water's receding. You are through the worst. The best really is yet to come. The path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter and brighter. There's hope for your family. Single mom, single dad, there's hope for you and your kids, for your marriage, for your business, for your future. Dove is a picture of the Holy Spirit. He's brought you here. So you can see that that olive leaf is a picture of hope. Psalm 52 again, verse 9. For what you have done, I will always praise you. The presence of your faithful people and I will hope in your name. Thank God our hope is in him. It's in his name. It's in his power. It's in his ability. And then number five, we're building on a foundation of family blessing. The Jews have a proverb that says this, you're only as happy as your unhappiest child. How many parents know that's true? You guys online. Some of you mom and dads in 2021, you were consumed by fear and anxiety for your kids. And Doeg was whispering, they're not going to make it. Filling you with fear. But I want to bring you some hope. Rachel's granddad was a man named Sedley Pimlock, which many of us in this room, we knew him and loved him. He had six children. At least two of his brothers are in the room today. And he grew up, he had six children, and his business was struggling, his marriage was struggling, alcohol was becoming an increasing issue in his life. He ended up running away from the pain, camping on his own on a hillside in the Lake District, overlooking Ashness Bridge. He didn't sleep very well that night because there was a rock in his back, so he woke up the next morning, jumped into his car, turned it on, and on the radio, was a preacher from down the road in the Keswick Convention. And this preacher read this psalm, which I'm going to read to you. It's actually on his gravestone. I don't know whether we can see it. It's Psalm 128. It says, Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. When you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy, and it shall be well with you. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house. Your children like... Olive plants all around your table. And behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. When he heard that psalm read out, something happened on the inside. The word of God came alive and he gave his life to Christ. And he started to read this psalm. In fact, 
all of us that sat under his ministry, he read this psalm time after time after time. Why? Because first his kids started to get saved. Then his mom's, then his wife got saved. His marriage was restored. His business flourished. He started this church. Today, there are over 70 members of his family, four generations. Many of them have been pastors on three different continents. They've impacted tens of thousands of people across the world. Why? Because God can do exceedingly and abundantly and above all that you can ask or think. He loves your family. He wants to bless your family. Stay hold of hope. This afternoon, we're going to go to Auntie Hilly's house. And Sharon and her kids are going to be there. And our family are going to be there. And there's going to be all the little olive plants who found God to be faithful. God loves your family. You guys watching online, don't let Doeg rip you off and fill you with fear. Sometimes you've got to stand on his word. And as the team come, we're going to prepare to celebrate communion. So maybe you can pick up your communion cup. Those of you online, if you want to get ready, I've got one more point. Because trust me, this one's tricky to get that open. Six. We're building on a foundation of love. Everyone look at me just for a moment. David says, I am like an olive tree. For a moment, you guys online. You guys in this section, in the center, in this set, I want you all for a moment to look through the eyes of an olive tree and see that solemn day when Jesus walked to the Mount of Olives and down into a garden called Gethsemane literally means an olive press place of crushing look and see afresh in 2022 as we start this year see Jesus in Gethsemane he said father if you're willing Take this cup of crushing from me. Not my will. Yours be done. One theologian put it this way. He says it was on Calvary that his body was crushed. But in Gethsemane, his soul was crushed. It says in verse 44 of Luke 22, and being in anguish in Greek, it's agony. He prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was like drops of blood. First World War, when men knew that they would go out of their trenches and over the top, the whistle would blow, they would face certain death. Men began to sweat drops of blood. The longest they lived was four minutes extreme agony look through the eyes of the olive tree as the soldiers come into the garden 
take him and whip him and beat him. They place him, big mark, on a cross made of olive wood. What if you were that cross where Jesus laid? You saw his blood flow down. You felt his heart beat. And you were there when he breathed his last breath for you. I am like an olive tree. I trust in God's unfailing love. When you see the cross, you see how much he loves you, friend. He's always loved you. No matter what you've done, he's loving you right now. And he will love you forever. Verse 9 says, I will praise you for what you have done. Listen, my friend, very carefully. It doesn't matter what you have done. It only matters what Jesus has done. I will praise you for what you have done. His body was broken. You celebrate with us at home and here. We're going to take a moment to remember, to take communion, to remember that his body was broken for you. So come on, if you're a believer, if you feel comfortable, let's take and eat his body broken for you. Then we take the cup. We remember his blood shed on that cross made of olive wood. It's so that he could cleanse you, forgive you, give you a brand new start so that as you step into 2022, you can leave your old life behind. and You can start a brand new life with the God that loves you, that cares for you, that has loved you forever. So let's drink from this cup. Remember his blood shed for you. Maybe friend, you're in this building, in this section, this section or this section. And if you're really honest, you're not in a right place with God. That could be because you've never made the decision for the first time to give your life to him after all he gave for you. Or maybe you're here and At one stage you walked with God, but if you're honest, you drifted away. Whether you're hearing it in this building or you're watching online, we would love to give you the opportunity to get right with God, to say a prayer that will change you and will change your 2022. Say, Steve, how do I pray that prayer? It's really really easy. You just talk to God. We're going to put it up, this prayer on the screen in just a moment, and we're all going to say it together. If you want to get right with God, all you've got to do is mean it from your heart. That's the first step of a journey for the rest of your life. We would love to give you that opportunity. We're all going to pray it together as a church. So friend, whether this is for the first time, whether today you're coming home, Get right with God again. He loves you.
got a great future for you. It's a private moment, a personal moment. It's between you and God. I'm going to ask everyone just to bow your head, close your eyes, online too. If you want to get right with God and be included in this prayer, I'm going to count to three. And when I count to three in the room, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Those of you online, you can click a link. And then we're going to pray this prayer together. So you're ready all across this room. When I count to three, if you want to get right with God, just raise your hand and then slip it down once I've seen it. Are you ready? One, two, three. That's it. Thank you, my friend. Thank you over there. Thank you back there. It's beautiful. Love it. You guys online as well. We've got this prayer up on the screen. We're all going to read it together along with me. So are you ready? Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me to forgive all my sin and failures so that I can have a brand new start. Please come into my life and help me by the power of the Holy Spirit to trust and live for you. Amen. Now let me pray. Let me pray for you, Jesus, for every person in this room, Every person listening to me online that prayed that prayer, I thank you that in that moment you come into their lives. Forgive them and fill them with your Holy Spirit. I pray that they'll take the next step and the next step in this incredible journey. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, church, let's really congratulate those people. What a great decision. What a way to start 2022. I actually could only see a couple of people here because it was so dark, but I know there will have been hands and hands online. So for you guys in the room, we would love to give you a gift. It's going to help you. It's a Bible. It's written in easy to understand language. And so if our team didn't see your hand, then as you leave, you'll see a Bible pick a point on the way out. People be stood like this. Please just be confident. Go up and say, hey, can I have a Bible? I prayed that prayer. They're waiting for you. You'll make their day if you do that. They would love to give it to you. And online, if you click on the link, follow the instructions, we'll help you. You know what? That's just a first step to start to read the Bible. Can I give you another great step? Come back to church. Come back to church. Tune into church. Come back next week. The Word of God, the house of God. The Word of God and the house of God is the best foundation. Last service, it was amazing. After the service, you know, they've got a, a light bulb, but we have a big Jesus' life wall out there. And after the last service, we had whole families because in kids, a lot of the kids have made decisions and whole families were going and putting in their light, their light bulb. If you've never done that, but you've made a decision, why not go with the team and put in one of those lights? It just symbolizes that you've made a decision. The lights went on today. They went on for me when I was 13 in this church. So we celebrate everyone who makes a decision. So why don't we, one more time, let's congratulate everyone who made a decision. Thanks again for tuning in. And if you said the salvation prayer today, we'd love for you to email connecttofaith at soulchurch.com so we can talk to you a little bit more about this incredible decision that you've just made. Yeah, you know, and if at any point in the service you felt moved to give towards any of our local or global initiatives, then head to soulchurch.com and click on the giving at the top of the page. Thanks again for joining us today. 
and we hope to see you again soon. God bless.